3: I'm Darlene Cavist, licensed nutritionist, and I'm a certified nutrition specialist. And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company bringing you life-changing nutrition information and counseling. And I'm always pleased to share another life-changing story. And in fact, today I'm going to have our co-host, Leah, share her life-changing nutrition story. So joining us today as our co-host is Leah Wetzel. Leah is also a certified nutrition specialist with a master's degree in nutrition. She's also a licensed Mm -hmm. nutritionist. She's got them all. (laughs) (laughs) So, Leah, you know, tell her your story about how you turned your health around with nutrition.
0: You know, it's just kind of interesting to reflect back to think that it's, it's been 12 years now. 12 years. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, yes, yes. And you know, around that time, 12 years ago in my life, uh, I was you know in my late teens, uh, early 20s, and I was pretty sick. Um, and
3: what was what was going on with your body?
0: Well, mainly, uh, I I developed chronic asthma. Okay. And that,
3: chronic asthma. Yes.
0: And so that was, you know, day in and day out that really impacted my health.
3: So were Um, you, you know, did all the meds for, I mean, was it asthma where you needed inhalers and all that?
0: So, yeah. So I was on and off of prednisone. Um, It's a steroid drug and um, I Advair and all sorts of different types of um, asthma medications. They were trying to find some combinations of things that would work for me, but nothing really did the trick. I was still using my rescue inhaler pretty much every day. So I
3: think people that experience asthma, they know all those drugs, prednisone, Advair, rescue inhalers, Mm -hmm. all those. They're very familiar with that.
0: Yes, because if you have asthma, you rely on them. And, And I knew where my inhaler was all the time. Just I always had it on me in my, po- in my pocket or in my purse, just in case, because I had a lot of triggers. Um, I had allergy triggers. I had cold-induced triggers. And to come to find out, I had food triggers. Okay. Um, but I did not discover that, you know, right away at all. Um, and And kind of thinking back then of, like, just kind of what I ate and how I took care of myself, I wasn't... Um, I wasn't very healthy. I, I I chose to eat more of the processed foods.
3: Sort um, of like a typical teenager. Yeah, probably. I was
0: mm-hmm. totally like that. Grew up, you know. I love cereal. I would eat cereal breakfast, lunch, and dinner if I was <laughs> if I was able to. Um, thought skim milk was a good idea, so I you know would use that as my source of milk, and had lots of cravings. So I ate a lot of sugar. Um, and lots of fast food, and it just seemed like things were getting worse and worse. And that was a motivating factor that my asthma, but I also, and it was like a six-month period of time, gained like 50 pounds. And that really, for me, I mean, at that age and not wanting to be overweight, um, was the red flag that really made a difference for me to try to change my diet. Um, and to see how that would impact my health. Okay. Yeah. And, and
3: that—that's pretty advanced thinking for you know <laughs> young, a young person mm-hmm. to think.
0: Well, this yeah, in the same time too, my uh, my grandfather had was was dying of complications of diabetes. Okay. And so I knew there was sometimes there was connections with food, um, and so I wanted to see myself what I could do um, to change uh, my nutrition to see how it impacted my, my health.
3: So you changed what you were eating?
0: Yes. And so, what happened then to your health? Well, I was so I changed. So I started to get rid of the processed food and started to eat some fruits and vegetables and um, whole grains and meats. Um, and my, I lost fifty pounds. Okay. It took me about a year to do it. Mm-hmm. Got rid of a lot of the sugar, um, but I was changing that for more of the grains. So I kind of made that transition. And so my my weight loss um, uh, was was where exactly where I wanted it to be, but my asthma wasn't any really better. It was okay. actually as I the older I was getting, the worse and worse it was getting. Okay. And then so about now five and a half years ago I came to work for you uh-huh. <laughs> and, and wanting to really get to, you know, I knew at that point that there definitely probably was a food connection with my asthma. I wanted to kind of figure that out, and you really helped flush that out for me. Um, and finding out that I had a gluten intolerance and dairy intolerance, and so by me cutting that food out of my life, my asthma went away and I got off all my meds.
3: Isn't so, that amazing? Yes, yes. And now you're expecting a baby? I am, (laughs) And aren't you glad
0: that you don't have to take those asthma medications? I'm very glad to be off all my medications, um, and my asthma is, you know, I don't have to worry about carrying my inhaler around anymore, I, you know, I I don't even really know where it is, Um, so Mm -hmm. I'm very fortunate to really have a, a handle and control over my asthma.
3: Yeah. So that is really a great story about yeah. how powerful food is. Yes. And I think, you know, as a nutritionist, as a counselor now, you I know you are totally passionate about nutrition and I see that it really shows when you're working with clients and mm-hmm. when you're teaching classes everybody says you're so passionate about the effects of nutrition. Yes, and I you, I really am, you know. So I guess what I would say if you know if parents are listening, you know, with children with mm-hmm. asthma, um, I think that sometimes they think that they're going to give their child a treat. Yes. They think they, especially if you have a child that has some sickness, you think, oh, gee, we should treat them with a little sugar treat. Yes. And what does that do?
0: It causes more inflammation. It causes
3: yeah. more inflammation. Mm-hmm. And in the long run, it is not a treat, yeah. is it?
0: Nope. It can cause some problems with asthma. They have asthma, Yeah.
3: So even, you know, little things like you found that when you ate pancakes or waffles, it was actually more difficult for you to breathe, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. And I bet you never would eat, think in terms of eating those things now.
0: No way. No, not at all. You know, now that I realized that many of the high sugar foods would bring on my asthma attacks, once I made that connection, um, it was very easy for me to not include those foods. Um, so what were some of those favorite foods you used to have? Back in the day, um well I you know I would drink soda mostly though I would drink more juice trying to do a you know choose a better source thinking that that was you know a healthier option than soda. But
3: I think you know one of the things Leah when we th- when you say juice yeah. you know what happens in my head is I ding 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 and I think okay that was like probably a glass of juice probably had 16 teaspoons of sugar yeah. in it. Because that's the things that we teach in our weight and wellness class. Exactly.
0: That connection now is like ingrained in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, once you get that connection, it's very powerful. Uh, chips, french fries, cakes, cookies, uh, you know, like I said, especially the cereal and skim milk, that was definitely a staple. And when I work with children with asthma, I encourage the parents to clean up the diet, and get rid of the processed high-sugar foods.
3: I mean, even when you just mentioned chips, I just think people don't realize when they eat four chips, they're taking in yeah, a, teaspoon a teaspoon of, of sugar. sugar mm-hmm. And that's really a teaspoon of inflammation. Yeah. And so, you know, who whoever stops at four chips, though, that's the thing. No, nobody. No. So, you know, there's just just really one simple fact is that high-carb foods or high-sugar foods create inflammation in the body and particularly in the lungs. Yes. You know, if you or one of your children struggle with asthma, I really encourage you to make an appointment with Leah and you know, learn how to really pick anti-inflammatory foods and and then again, what foods to avoid for better lung function.
0: Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I encourage you to stop to drinking the the pop, yes. milk, stop eating cereal, pasta and breads and see the results. And if you have as much success as I did, you may not need long-term asthma medications. Yes. Yeah.
3: So, you know, we're not going to talk about asthma the whole show. No, we're
0: not. That's not the topic of the show. But
3: (laughs) We're actually going to talk about acne. Yes. And I think some people might have thought that we were going to talk about hormonal imbalance or high estrogen. Mm -hmm. And our guest, Greg Peterson, he forgot that it was his anniversary. Oh. (laughs) His 40th anniversary. Well, that's important. So he decided that it would be better to take his wife out for a day. So yes. that's why we switched. And so we're going to talk about acne.
0: And he's going to be on in middle of October, right? He is. Yeah.
3: So I think that most people are not aware that acne or pimples yes, is caused by inflammation of the skin's oil glands. That's yes. an interesting thing. It's inflammation of the oil glands. And, you know, I'm kind of looking at the clock, Leah, maybe before we really get into...
0: I think it'd be good. We're really close to our first break. Okay. Yeah. So, you are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Before we go to break, I want to alert you of some great classes next week. Monday night, Anna will be teaching the food connection to ADD, ADHD. Anna is a wealth of knowledge about what to feed kids for better focus and behavior. This class will be at our North Oaks office from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. And we encourage parents, teachers, and psychologists to attend. Learn how you can help your child or yourself be less frustrated and more successful. To sign up, call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com. If you have questions for us today in the studio, give us a call at 651-641-1071.
4: It's the time of year when half the people you know are sipping so-called shakes or eating low meal replacements. Diet gimmicks may get short-term results, but to truly change your health and change your body, you have to change your nutrition. And to do that, you need nutritional weight and wellness. For more than 25 years, their are licensed nutritionists, registered dietitians, and nutrition educators have offered classes, consultations, and counseling. Nutritional weight and wellness started in the Twin Cities and is only in Minnesota. It's not a national chain that drops franchises and salespeople into town only to vanish a few years later. Nutritional Weight and Wellness will give you the know-how and motivation to make changes that will make a difference for the rest of your life. Sign up for a class or come in for a one-on-one consultation. Nutritional Weight and Wellness has offices in St. Paul, Wyzetta, North Oaks, and Lakeville and offers classes at many other Twin Cities locations. Call 651-699-3438, that's 651-699-3438, or go to weightandwellness.com.
3: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, if you have osteoporosis or osteopenia, I invite you to a class called Nutrition Solutions for Osteoporosis or Osteopenia. And that class is Wednesday night, September 12th in Wysetta. So let me tell you a little bit about the teacher. (laughs)
0: Leslie
3: has her Ph.D. degree from the University of Minnesota with her main focus of study was on bone health. She's also a licensed chiropractor, and she's a nutrition educator. So you can't get any better than that, basically. No, you can't. In addition, she's a great teacher. (laughs) So if you're 40 years old, it's time to learn how to take care of your... They're very precious bones, because hopefully you'll need them strong for the next 50 years. Mm -hmm. So to sign up, call 651-699-3438 Or you can go to weightandwellness.com and sign up online. And you know, before we went on break, we were talking in terms of, we're going to talk about acne today. And the interesting thing is that those acne or the pimples, that's really caused by inflammation of the skin's oil glands. Mm -hmm. So what we basically are thinking, we know that sugar creates inflammation, so that sugar causes the inflammation of the skin's oil glands. Yes. And doctors for a long time suspected a relationship between diet and acne. But until recently, they didn't really understand the connection, did they, Leah?
0: Yeah, well, it kind of started back in the early 1900s. Dermatologists believed that diet definitely had an influence on acne, mm-hmm. but then that that around 19 end of 1960s that switched because there was two studies published by very prominent. Um, dermatologists, one in 1969 and one in 1971, that concluded that diet didn't have a connection. It was the opposite. And a lot of the textbooks for dermatology after that uh, time quoted these two studies. So there was a period of time until really more recent that the theory behind diet and acne um, was not diet. Yes. You know.
3: So it was so interesting because I think, you know, as a nutritionist working, you know, 20 years ago, (laughs) I recognized that there certainly was a connection between your nutrition and acne, Mm -hmm. but it wasn't supported that well in research until about six years ago when Dr. Lauren Cordain from the University of Colorado discovered diets high in processed carbs and sugar actually changed the composition of the oil of the skin glands Mm. and in a way that makes the skin oils more susceptible to bacterial infection.
0: Hmm, interesting. So sugar and processed carbohydrates, such as soda pop or chips, actually change the composition of the oil in the skin. So bacteria infections creates a pimple or sometimes acne breakouts that are similar to a boil.
3: So that is really key, isn't it? It is. To how the process works.
0: Internally, you know,
3: I just amazing when I when I started to research this, and I found that that it actually changes the composition of that oil, that it made the oil more susceptible to bacterial Bacteria. infection. Mm-hmm. So then you understand why. Okay, so when people are put on antibiotics, sometimes they work. Yep, for a short period of time. Yep. But they're not the solution.
0: No, they're not really taking care of the problem. When researchers instructed patients with acne to reduce sugar load and stop eating dairy products, they developed significantly fewer pimples compared to patients that continue the standard American diet.
3: That's interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah,
0: it is. It is. So, you know, when we think about the
3: standard American diet, you know, it contains a lot of grain products such as hamburger buns. Mm-hmm. Pasta dishes, pizza, cereal, crackers. You know, many clients have said they try to eat healthy. Yes. And they try to live healthy, especially if they have acne. And they've said, oh, I've tried everything, Mm -hmm. but nothing helps. You know, often they say, you know, my acne just isn't getting any better. In fact, it's getting worse. Yes. Until it's kind of like there's a secret out there. (laughs) And it was the same thing for your asthma. It's called the gluten secret. The
0: gluten connection.
3: Yes. (laughs) So is there a gluten connection, well, to acne? Mm -hmm. A gluten sensitivity is one of the hidden and actually hard to detect causes of many health problems, including acne, Mm -hmm. including, like for you, it was the asthma. Mm -hmm. You know, the truth of the matter is if you have a gluten sensitivity... And you think you have a perfect diet, but are still eating gluten. Mm -hmm. Probably your skin just won't clear up.
0: Yep. Yep. And I've had clients where this is the case. This was the connection to their acne. And it was the same thing with your asthma. Yeah.
3: You know, you were eating, you weren't eating sugar and all the other processed foods. I was
0: eating what I thought. I did a lot of research on my own, Mm -hmm. you know, and I was, I was eating what I thought was real healthy foods, um, but. They, you know, some of them like the whole grains. Yes. Um, contained gluten. Um, not realizing that that was very inflammatory for me because yes. I had a sensitivity to it.
3: So there is a difference between whole grains like whole grain wheat, and whole grain wild rice. Hmm. Now we would say definitely go ahead and eat whole grain wild rice. Yes.
0: Yes. Because it does not contain gluten. There's certain types of grains. It's a really good point that don't contain gluten and that are okay to include. Um, And and even another example would be for oats. You can get oats that are gluten-free because oats don't naturally have gluten. They're just so highly processed with wheat. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you were to incorporate them in a small amount, um, you could do that. But you just want to make sure if you do have a gluten intolerance that you have the gluten-free gluten free Label. Or right.
3: even, you know, one of the other things is you could eat a really good brown rice. Yes. Which is another whole grain yeah. and it would work too.
0: Yes. Or
3: so, quinoa. Or quinoa. Yeah. So it doesn't mean you have to be grain free exactly. necessarily. Exactly. That's
0: a great point. Oh. Definitely a great point. And it's interesting to note that about 90% of 16 to 22 year olds in America have trouble with acne.
3: Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. That number.
0: Yes. Yes. And even 50% of adults have acne breakouts. In countries with populations that only eat small amounts of wheat, sugar, and dairy, there is little or no acne. And in fact, um, if we think about the traditional cultures, the cultures that follow more of the hunter-gatherer type of style of eating, that eat no processed foods... They have no acne, mm-hmm. but, you know, we follow these cultures um, when they you know, go into the city and change their diet that where they have more of the processed foods, they also start to struggle with acne.
3: So it goes back to that American diet or the Western diet or the processed food diet. Mm-hmm. And then we get acne.
0: Exactly. Yep. So, you, you know, even following the same gene pool. So the genetics are the same. Mm hmm. Um, just the diet is what has changed, and that can be an outcome of a dietary change
3: so so, if acne is the result of a Western diet, and that 's kind of what we're saying it's a processed mm-hmm. diet, maybe it's time to ask yourself what am I eating that's either causing higher blood sugar levels um you know, and not many people realize that sugar is inflammatory or that gluten is inflammatory. Mm-hmm. Or that processed foods, period, is inflammatory.
0: Yeah, it's true.
3: So now it's kind of interesting. I bet people that listen all the time say, oop, they're gonna talk about sugar again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. And so when we ask those same questions pertaining to like what we talk about with gluten, it is interesting to learn that gluten actually increases blood sugars higher and faster than straight sugar. If you are gluten-sensitive, then the inflammatory response is even stronger, like for me, than it is for sugar. Actually, I read recently that about 40% of the population now is gluten-sensitive.
3: And I think, Leah, as we know, because we've been talking about this for a long time, Mm -hmm. this is a new uh, stat because a lot of times we've read that about 30% of the population is gluten-sensitive. And this is a recent... uh, a number that I just came across when I was putting the show together that about more, even more people are becoming gluten sensitive these days.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it's very, very interesting. It just keeps rising Mm -hmm. as you know, the more, more people we work with, we're finding these connections. We certainly
3: are. Yes.
0: And if you are one of the 40% and have acne, it would make sense to stop eating gluten and sugar, for six weeks to see if the acne starts to clear.
3: So I think probably we should take a break. But, you know, one of the things that I, if people have uh, questions about acne today, Mm -hmm. you know, they can give us a call at 651-641-1071. And, um, you know, we, you know, if people do have these questions, so.
0: Yeah, definitely make sure to give us a call. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you are struggling with acne, I think it's time to call our office and set up a two-hour nutrition consultation and get on the right track with your foods and supplements. If this consultation is for a teen, we certainly invite the parents to be part of the consultation. We can even do long-distance counseling by phone, or now we have Skype, too. Call us at 651-699-3438. Katie, one of our nutritionists that mm-hmm. works out of Wyzetta and Lakeville, wrote our most recent weight and wellness newsletter, an article about acne. And she herself had acne and changed her nutrition and changed mm-hmm. her acne, right? Katie I would look forward to working with you and can really relate to your struggle. We'll be right back.
3: Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. You know, clients often ask, what supplements would you recommend for people with acne? So I have a few favorites because they produce results, especially if you're eating an anti-inflammatory diet. Mm-hmm. You know, it's first, it's important to support intestinal health. It is. And I recommend taking bifidobacteria before each meal, like one capsule. Mm-hmm. Second, I recommend taking omega-3s with each meal because... As everybody knows, I think that um, omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. Yeah. And also, I recommend about 50 milligrams of zinc at bedtime because a lot of people are deficient, like 73% Mm -hmm. of the population is deficient in zinc, and it's so important for our immune system.
0: Yes. And high levels associated with acne.
3: Okay. So not too much, but just right. Yeah. Okay.
0: No, meaning low levels of zinc.
3: Oh, low levels. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. But okay. Okay. So, and a half a teaspoon of an, a product that we have that's called alteredophilus, which is an, a form of acidophilus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, your nutritionist may have additional suggestions, and um, especially if you have PCOS, and we're going to talk about PCOS. So if you have questions today, 651-641-1071. And Leah, you know, as while break, you were talking about you just had a client yesterday. Yeah,
0: I did. Yeah, a client yesterday that um, I've been working with, oh, it was probably about six months now, um, came in and had um, some intestinal stuff, but like really was focused on her acne and... Found out, I mean, she ate really a, a, a relatively kind of like how I was, a clean diet, but was eating still a lot of the ac- um, foods that contained gluten. And when we pulled that out, the acne cleared up. And oh, that's now, great. Sorry, yesterday, she looks really great. Good. Yes.
3: So let's take a few callers here sure, today. Sure, great.
0: Leah, thanks for calling Dish Up Nutrition. You have a question about acne? I do.
1: Um, I'm actually a client of yours, Leah. Oh, hi. <laughs> hi. <laughs> and... <laughs> I was fortunate. I never had acne as a teen, ever. But now that I'm in my mid-40s, mm-hmm. it is, like, overnight a huge problem. It's, and if whoever has wrinkles and acne, so unfair. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> and one or the other. So I'm just, when I do the, you know, the diet as, as prescribed by you, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if there's something, a component I'm missing.
3: Well, I think a couple of things is, um, you know, did your acne come on very slowly or did it come on very quickly?
0: It seemed like overnight. Yes. Okay. Hormonal.
3: Hormonal. Yeah. And so are do you are are you are we doing something that is helping her detox some of those extra estrogens?
0: I don't think that we have incorporated anything like astrofactors yet. Okay. We have not. No. So one of the things
3: and, and we were gonna talk about it later in the show is that there's been research that shows that for some people they have too much estrogen. Mm-hmm. And when you have excess estrogens, that actually causes more of that skin irritation. And it actually, again, affects the oil in the glands. Mm -hmm. And it, again, sets it up to be more susceptible to bacterial infections. So I think that might be, you know, Mm -hmm. slowly detox those extra estrogens. And it makes sense because at your age, that's probably what's happening Mm -hmm. Your ovaries are making lots of estrogen and maybe not as much progesterone, so there's less balance going on in your body.
0: Okay. And that's something, yeah, so definitely something that I can help you. We, we'll, we'll have to talk. Yeah, you will know, call you next week for an appointment. That sounds great, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First and Thank foremost, you. like you, what, you, what you've been working on is working on the diet um, yes. and kind of getting that down and, and then looking at these other elements, I think, um, is a good, really good next step. Awesome. Yep. Okay. Good thanks for you. the right, call. thanks. thanks. So let's take another caller, Leah. All right. Sarah, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about acne? I do. I am an esthetician in the Twin Cities, and I have a lot of
1: clients who will go off of the pill because they want to start trying to get pregnant, or maybe they've been on it for a long time and they want to be done with it, and they experience a really big flare up in their skin and usually I tell them sometimes it takes three months for that kind of to balance out but sometimes it can really extend for them for months beyond that and so what advice can I offer them to help kind of balance that that hormone shift out so they're not seeing those big deeper
3: well you know Sarah I think a couple of things is that of course you you know you have to really look at the diet Mm -hmm. And again, all the things that we talked about, no sugar, no gluten, and no dairy, all those things, and lots of vegetables, because honestly, vegetables will help to detox some of that extra estrogen. And Mm -hmm. what has happened is when they've been on the birth control pill, they've had estrogens, but they haven't been ovulating, so they're really low on progesterone. And so then this hormonal imbalance just suddenly floods their body when they go off of the birth control pill. Uh, so, what I would, you know, I'd recommend that, you know, besides eating a lot of leafy green vegetables, maybe doing something that, like our supplement is called EstroFactors, mm-hmm. that is designed to help uh, detox it. It supports your liver's ability to detox
0: the bad the bad, estrogen.
3: the bad estrogens mm-hmm. in your body.
1: Okay, and is estrium similar to estrofactors? Because I'm I'm really familiar with metagenic. Yes,
3: yes. it is. It's the very same thing, but it's in a powder form.
1: And they're both you metagenics products. You, I'm, I'm sorry? Could you do estrium also if you are pregnant or thinking of getting pregnant? Could you still be taking those types of products?
3: Uh, I always try to encourage people to get balanced before they get pregnant mm-hmm. as possible. Okay. You know, I okay. think it makes okay. a lot more sense. Thank you. All right. Thank you for the call. Great call. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks. Should we take one more?
3: Okay, fine.
0: Joanne, thanks for calling Dishnut Nutrition. You have a question about chips? I do. Thank you very much for your show. I
1: listen to it all the time and find it very helpful. Thank you. My question is, earlier you girls mentioned that four chips are equal to a teaspoon of sugar. Yes. So my question is, Um, My husband and I buy the Terra brand exotic vegetable chips with a full serving of vegetables in every ounce. And it's got the sweet potato chips and it's got the kabocha and the the taro. So is that, and it's got the sea salt and the uh, expeller expressed oil. Is that true for these chips also? Well,
3: you have to look at... Look on the side of the package and find out how many carbohydrates are in a serving and how many, what a number of serving, you know, how many chips for a serving.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have a bag there? Hello? Maybe she's going to get the bag. Oh, going to get yeah. the bag. <laughs> okay, um, a serving size is
1: about 15 chips and the total carbs are 17 grams.
3: Okay, so about one, one, um, For fifteen, so it's so it's you're you're basically um, getting about you're you're getting about four teaspoons of sugar in that serving size.
1: Okay, that's when you're but you know the the the
3: kind of chips because they're expeller pressed and all that. It's a healthier chip. It doesn't have trans fats Mm -hmm. in it or any of that, but it still has carbohydrates. Yes. So if you're really sensitive to carbohydrates, you have to limit it. Now, some people are not that sensitive. And so that would be fine.
0: So the 15 chips could be a part of maybe a snack. Yeah. It's a carbohydrate component it adds oh. a little bit of healthy fat and protein to that.
3: Yeah. Or yeah. you have half of that 15. Yeah. Which makes more sense. Yeah. You know, you have eight chips rather than, you know, the 15, 16. So I hope that answered the question. It did very much, thank you so much okay, very good <laughs> that's great i yeah. mean that's it's um good questions so now we were talking before we you know oh we were talking about clearing up, getting off sugar, you know getting off gluten, and kind of clearing things up for the next six weeks, yes, and just seeing if the acne doesn't clear up, but there's sometimes there's something hidden here. Because sometimes people are avoiding the gluten grains in their diet, but guess what? They're putting creams and lotions on their face, and those creams and lotions actually have gluten in them. Yes, and it's making the situation worse.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. And and
3: I mean, lots of times what we'll find is that um, you know even shampoos have gluten in them, and as people are shampooing their hair that's running down their face, mm-hmm. and that's creating more acne for them. Yep. Yep. I mean, it's just hidden sometimes. In a
0: lot of different products nowadays. Yes, it is. Yeah. Oh, and the, the New England Journal of Medicine in 2003 reported that women with, that have been diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome, or PCOS, are very prone to acne. What is the connection with that? Well, usually people with PCOS have higher blood sugar levels, which lead to higher insulin levels. Insulin levels are the highest after you consume carbohydrates, as we've been talking about. The um, The higher the glycemic index of the carbohydrate eaten, the more insulin released by the pancreas. And researchers have found that people with acne do not metabolize sugars properly.
3: Mm, that's interesting.
0: Yes. Because of this lack of being able to metabolize sugars, one researcher even went as far to say that acne is skin diabetes.
3: Oh, very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So I think, Leah, I think we should take a break here and come back and talk a little bit more about PCOS because I know that that's an issue for a lot of people.
0: Yep. Great. Okay. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have heartburn or reflux, constipation, diarrhea, or bloating, we have just the class for you. It's called Gut Reaction, Restore Digestive Health Through Nutrition. This class is next Saturday afternoon, September 15th, at our new Maple Grove Center. Come with your questions and get some life-changing, life-changing solutions. Call 651-699-3438. If you want to feel better,
2: you want to have more energy, You want to sleep through the night, feel less achy, improve your digestion and your moods. Look at nutrition. Good nutrition can change all of those things, and the educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness want to help you. They do this with their Weight and Wellness classes. It's a series of six classes. You can learn so much about your body and how to properly fuel your body. Did you know that poor nutrition is related to more than 90% of all health conditions? Learn how to properly run your body. The educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you through the weight and wellness classes. Right now, if you register with a friend or family member, you'll each get $25 off. Classes are taught at Nutritional Weight and Wellness offices and many other locations throughout the Twin Cities. Call 651-699-3438 or go to weightandwellness.com to find a class near you.
3: Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Don't you know, fall is here. It's in the air today for it sure. Is. And it's back to school, so maybe you need continuing education credits, or maybe you have a sore knee, or maybe you have a cholesterol problem, or maybe your blood sugars are too high. Whatever the reason, you can get the answers in the Weight and Wellness series that starts next week on September 10th. And we have classes in Maple Grove, North Oaks, Edina, St. Paul, Lakeville, Wyzetta, and Buffalo. Wow. So let's start a movement of feeling better. You know, become who we really want to be. So if you're interested, call 651-699-3438. Oreo can actually go online at weightandwellness.com and sign up. And Leah, you're going to be teaching the Weight and Wellness Series on Monday night in Wyzetta. Yes. Along with Judy. And you guys are going to have a great time.
0: We always do.
3: And Leah's so, what a great teacher Leah is. So
0: Thank you. Yes, we always, I love teaching that series. Um, And everybody walks away from that series. And I mean, this really positive reviews and learning so much. There's a lot of information in that weight and wellness series.
3: That's right. Mm -hmm. And also next, on Saturday morning next week, uh, we have a weight and wellness series starting in St. Paul and actually Angela and Romaine, they're going to be teaching that class and it's, it's from ten thirty to twelve thirty. So yeah. look at this. You could sleep in on yeah. Saturday morning and still take a weight and wellness series. I
0: like it. I like it too. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, we have a couple more callers that have been sure. very patient and staying online. So let's take a few callers.
3: Okay. That sounds great.
0: Joanne, you have a question for us today. Good morning. Good morning, Joanne. Joanne, good morning. Uh, this is Jones. Oh, oh, Jones. Yep. Yeah. Thank you for calling Dish and Nutrition. Do you have a oh, question? I do.
1: I do. I have a teenage son. He's fifteen, and um, he has problems with low blood sugar. It definitely makes him grumpy. So, I am looking for a good solution for him to eat a good breakfast. And he's a teenager, so getting him out of bed is a challenge. And you know, he's a good kid, but I need an easy breakfast that's nutritious that will get his blood sugar up. So he you know continues to do well at school
3: okay, so how about um will he eat eggs and sausage um, no, no no
1: because i I've
0: tried scrambled eggs and you
3: know okay, so we'll eat he, a protein and
0: he says he's not really hungry in the morning either mm.
3: so will he eat a protein shake yeah, that was and and does he have any does he have any health issues
0: no, health, okay healthy. so
3: you could you could get full fat yogurt mm. Mm-hmm and put in uh maybe coconut milk, full fat coconut milk and a fruit and a whey protein powder and maybe um i mean sometimes people will even put in a little bit of nut butter and blend it up, and there you go. Yeah. That's, that would be, because it's going to have enough fat in it that it's going to stabilize his blood sugar and also enough protein to turn his brain on so it works better.
0: And I do that a lot for my teen clients who are in the habit of not eating breakfast, because usually it's hard to sit down for some kids and eat a full-on breakfast if they're not ready for that in the morning. But usually they can get their, wrap their heads around drinking something first thing in the morning, and it's quick and easy.
3: You know, we have a couple of great-tasting uh Protein powders. We put a little bit of stevia in it so that it sweetens it up just a little bit. It's not artificial. It's just an herb, and um, it tastes great. And yeah. you know, I think that's the other thing. You've got to make sure that the protein powder Is... dissolves and it tastes great.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's and it's sweetened naturally. Yes, that's a big thing.
3: Yep. So hope that helps. Thanks
0: thank you very for much.
3: thank you for the call.
0: Great. Thanks. And, we okay, have one sure. more. Mm-hmm. Kathy, thanks for calling Dishnut Nutrition. You have a question about immune system?
1: Yes. I'm wondering if there's any way to improve my immune system function through nutrition. Specifically, I've had a planter's wart, and I've had eight treatments on my heel, and it still won't go away. My dermatologist said my immune system isn't really you know, stepping up to the problem.
3: Well, I think when you look at immune systems, you have to look at protein. Mm-hmm. So you need to... You know, probably eat three to four ounces of protein at least five times a day, which sounds like a lot, but it does work. So if you t- if you take protein and then you have vegetables with mm-hmm. it and good fat, that's the best way ongoing to build up your immune system. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly there's some other types of supplements. Sometimes we look at helping get the intestinal the tract gut. working. Better.
0: That was what I was thinking because your immune system is based in your digestive tract. So 70% of your immune system is based in your small intestinal tract. So making sure that that area of your body is healthy is very important for your immune function.
3: So, okay. you know, I would really encourage you to come in for an appointment because I think we could help you get your immune system working better and because, and, you know, there's going to be other effects of a lower immune system on other parts of your health too. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, thank you very much. Okay. Thank you. All
3: right. So we were talking about PCOS. Yes, we were. And <clears throat> i get my throat going here. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> because we know that uh, pe- people with PCOS tend to have higher blood sugars. They do. And then that leads to higher insulin levels. Yep. And we know that... The, Insulin levels that are highest after you eat carbohydrates. Yes. So when we were looking at all that, we were looking at, you know, it's very interesting because people think, okay, carbohydrates, they think sugar. Yes. And they think, but it's interesting to know that wheat actually has a higher glycemic index, which what that means is it makes your blood sugar go up faster than almost any other food there is. Yes. So you can understand why high glycemic index wheat, now along with high glycemic index sugar. So what are we talking about? We're talking about things like donuts, cookies, cakes, pies, pizza, yes, pasta, and guess what? The acne will quickly follow if you, that's your diet.
0: Yep. So we have in those, in a lot of those foods, we have the gluten and the high sugar, right? Yes. Exactly. Researchers have also found that the heavier the child, the more likely he or she is to have acne. Researcher Dr. Lauren Cordain also found that teenagers who consume milk had 20% increase in severe acne. If you're looking for that study, Google implications for the role of diet in acne by Dr. Lauren Cordain.
3: So, you know, Leah, at a conference several years ago, uh, Dr. Lauren Cordain was speaking. Mm-hmm. So after the, the his talk, we went up and asked him, um, was there, a t- if the type of milk made any difference? Because he said, you know, get no. rid of milk. So we asked, is organic milk, does that cause less acne? And the answer was no.
0: Mm, interesting. So
3: we asked him, how about raw milk? And the answer was no. Wow. So we asked him about skim milk, and again, the answer was no. He said, milk, dairy protein is inflammatory. So it's not just milk, it's cheese and yogurt and all the other things that is inflammatory.
0: Yes, of the dairy products. That's very interesting. So I guess the answer for reducing acne is basically to stop sugar, gluten and dairy, and if you're, really serious, uh, if you're really serious about stopping the acne breakouts, it's really interesting that acne is affecting a wider range of people nowadays. Younger people and older people now are stru- more and more are struggling with acne.
3: So, Leah, let's talk about midlife acne. Yes. And we, we had a lady that called in. So what causes it? Is it caused from a hormonal imbalance? You know, so I looked up midlife acne in Dr. Northrup's book, The Wisdom of Menopause, and she had a couple of different theories. And there, you know, one theory, well, I actually have a different thought and approach. But she quotes research saying it is caused from a lack of estrogen. Mm. Well, then other research she pointed out says that midlife acne is caused by excess estrogen. Mm. You know, and I think if it's anything, it's excess estrogen. Yeah, I agree with that. That's my take. But my take more is it's simply the result of women eating too many carbs for too long. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Dr. Davis, the author of Wheat Belly, calls this the bagel face. (laughs) The bagel face. (laughs) Acne, it's the bagel face.
0: Yeah, and if you just think about just a few years ago, women were living on bagels, believing that was the healthy option but today, we understand that one bagel, which I love to eat as my healthy breakfast. Uh,
3: long time ago. Long
0: time ago. <laughs> was, um, it converts internally into about 14 and a half teaspoons of sugar or glucose in the body. Bagels, fat-free fruited yogurt, pretzels, fat-free chips are all really favorite diet foods for people <clears throat> who ch- wanting to choose. You know, we're told that these were the actually the healthier options, but really, what happens is the higher ongoing higher blood sugar, and with the high blood sugar equals high insulin levels, right? And so, if we do that
3: over and over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And we hit midlife or menopause.
0: It catches up.
3: It catches up with us. Yes. And we're in trouble.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So we've given lots of really good ideas of things to look at with the diet. Um, to help.
3: And I think one of the things that people hearing this say, oh, you know me and I have to give up my sugar and I have to give up my bread and I have to give up my pasta and I have to give up all this stuff. Um, I think that a lot of times people don't realize that there are so many healthy foods and it's a matter of helping them look at foods in a different way and also to actually have some recipes and that's the things that we help with.
0: We do. So, Leah, thank you. Thank you, Dar.
3: Enjoyed it with you.
0: Yeah, always.
3: Have, Have a great day.
0: Bye.
2: The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.